This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A very good evening to everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful bank holiday Monday. It's extra time. On a Monday night, it's bank holiday, it's been a beautiful weekend, the sun's been shining, the sky has been blue, goals have been flying in, however, none of them have been flying in into the opposition uh, net, so to speak, uh, because Wolves uh, managed to not even get a shot on target yet again uh, at the weekend out at the Emirates. And you know what? It was a fantastic uh, day, you know, to go down, you know, to go down to London with the Always Wolves, uh, some of the Always Wolves squad. You know, always have a good time. It, away days, I love away days. Um, but boy, we've only had two wins all season away from home. Um, Southampton away, fantastic. That was a great weekend, actually, um, and what a great result it ended up being. And then, of course, uh, the, the last-minute winner against Everton at Goodison. Magical five draws. Other than that, absolutely useless on the road, so to speak. Uh, not very good at all. And, um, well, <laughs> it wasn't very good, was it, at the uh, at the Emirates Stadium. We've already got over 100 watching. It's going to be an open forum tonight. Um, it's going to be an open forum uh, this evening. Um, so I'm going to put the link down here for you and anyone of you guys can come on tonight and have your say. So the link is there. Get Click on that. It'll take you into the green room and we're doing an open forum. So any one of you can come on um, and get involved with the discussion. The main thing is that the Premier League season is now over, done and dusted. Uh, we're going to be talking about the concerns over the summer uh, issues uh, that sort of like a race, really. And then we're going, to, uh, we're going to be obviously looking ahead to the summer. And there is a secret word tonight as well. 
and we're going to get we're going to we're going to get on to all of that. I mean, it's it's been a crazy old season in so many ways. If you think about the start of the season, you know what happened in pre-season, the players that were bombed out and left, Cody going to Everton, Saïs leading, John Ruddy thinking he was going to get a new contract, then was let go. Lots of other leaders out the dressing room. You know, World Cup comes. We've got 10 points from 15 games. Um, I mean, the fact of the matter is Bruno Lars was brought in to score um, score more goals. That's why we changed it. And that's why they changed the system and everything else with regards to that. And um, it started so well for him, didn't it, until February of... Uh, 2022 and then it all went completely downhill and obviously Bruno Large was uh, was sacked um, and eventually got Julian in and Julian has done a fantastic job really 31 points from the remaining fixtures to getting us to 41 points I think it is um, but we still only scored 31 goals guys 31 goals which is the lowest scoring uh, top flight or in the Premier League that Wolves Oh, it's gone again. Frozen again. There we go. Let's no, I watched back. it on. I watched it on TV. It was. Um, yeah. I think that was our worst performance of the season. Actually, I think it was worse than the Brighton one. I think marginally, yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot in it. Was they were both dreadful. But I mean, yesterday was just. It was so disappointing. I mean, disappointing sounds kind, doesn't it? But that's kind of how you, you felt deflated watching it. You were kind of like. I mean, for me, Lopetegui's missed such a good opportunity these last few games to really sort of bed a new team in for the new season and try to get a, a bit of a settled rhythm. We've had so many changes, haven't we? I mean, I couldn't quite get my head around what he was trying to do yesterday. I, I got a sneaking suspicion he's demonstrating to those above him that what he's got to play with isn't any good and, and unless they do something, we're going to have a problem. Yeah, I, 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 um, I wouldn't disagree. But it's it's a dangerous game to play, isn't it? And it, and it's not it's not fair on the fans that that turn up and pay the money, is it? For Lopetegui to, I'm not saying he threw the game, but to to make a political point against the owners with his team yeah. selection, when when yeah. people are paying money to watch and, and and obviously tuning in to watch it and whatever, I'm not sure that's yeah. that's kind of fair game. But um, but yeah, it was a it was a strange selection and a bit of a mismatch of a team, wasn't it? You know, Jimenez and Traore played who we all sort of expect to leave and. He left Neves out, and and Daw- I don't know why Dawson didn't play. That that for me was the most baffling, baffling thing of all. But um, yeah, yeah, change the goalkeeper again. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm back now. Yes, you are, Dave. Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. I don't know why that's just gone out. We just seem to have had a little bit of a shortage there. I think Dave's on the beach, isn't it? It's his last show of the series. He's like, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm phoning it in. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done all the hard work. Yeah. There you go. There I'll we try, go. Ooh, I'll try that for a bit. Like the end, end of term, isn't it? Where you wear your own clothes. Oh, and I've got to put It's making me dizzy. There we go. Now, listen, it, it's like VAR. That was waiting for a VAR decision for, and there's not what, not really knowing what's going on at all. It's absolutely crazy. Listen, you've got to have a laugh here. I mean, I ever so sorry. Um, not the best start to a show ever have, but it's uh, it's comedy anyway. Now, me and Chris were just just saying about. We didn't quite understand the team selection, and Chris said, "Was Lopetegui making a point to the owners about the the sort of the lack of options and the fact that, that he thinks effectively that the squad isn't good enough?" I think I think he referenced, didn't he, 
post-match. Mm. He said um, our team is worse than the ones that went down, which if yeah. I was a Wolves player, I wouldn't want to hear that from my manager. But, you know, I mean, yes, like I said yesterday, didn't feel to me like... I mean, I was saying this... I don't know whether you two agree and, and feel free to disagree, but last week at the Everton game, we had the, the lap of appreciation. We had the end-of-season awards. I know the staff have had their end-of-season awards in the week, the players. I mean, Costa had a farewell barbecue at the training ground on Thursday, didn't they? It was almost yeah. like the whole club forgot that we got still got a game. It was almost like everyone thought the Everton game was it, and then that, that was the time the season was done. And it was almost like yesterday, everyone kind of went, oh, blimey, we've, we've got we've got to play Arsenal on the last day. And there was, they didn't it's... seem prepared. We didn't seem up for it. We weren't motivated. There, there wasn't any thought gone into the selection, I don't think. Uh, I, I, I'm a little bit surprised at what's happened the last two weeks uh, I've, we've got players that are deciding they're not going to play and just don't turn up um, and and not just fringe players who've been discarded and treated unfairly in their eyes all year so it's a very very special footballer and and, uh, and somebody who's put quite a shift in I think for, for, for the money we bought him for He's just not turning up, and and I just don't know how, how the the um, bonding, the relationships in the club, it looks like it's imploded um, from the outside. Um, Pedence is putting stuff on his on his Instagram. I, I've lost I've lost track of trying to fathom about what the what the hidden message is. There's definitely one, but uh, Pedence has been putting stuff on his Instagram. Yeah, coincidence. He keeps putting coincidence. No coincidence. He's not in the team. No coincidence. And then very strange stuff. Over the last week or so, I've noticed it. Well, um, I mean, let's come come on to that. I mean, because like the, I mean, there's a statement that was uh, put out on that. He said that both uh, Pedence, Neto, and Costa all had uh, niggling injuries that they were playing through, and because we were safe, they've gone to to get them sorted, and that's why they weren't in the squad. What do you mm. make of that, Jack? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, it seems like very convenient, doesn't it, that that three players that he's seemingly fallen out with or is told haven't got a future are suddenly injured for the last game of the season or, or are unavailable through through operations or surgery or something. So, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and call Lopetegui a liar, far from it, but it does seem very convenient that that Pedence has suddenly got to have a, a surgery on his nose, and then Costa's got a, a tight hamstring or whatever. When we know full well that that perhaps in the case of Costa, certainly he's been told that he's not not going to get a contract, and he's not going to be here next year. And I'm fairly sure Pedence is on Lopetegui's hit list as well, isn't he? For someone that he's probably going to try and move on for a fee and and, and something. So it's all it's all very it's unraveling a little bit, isn't it? You know, mm. and and I think we've we've kind of said that that. We all appreciate the job that, that Julen's done. He's done fantastic to get us 31 points from the 25 games, 23 games, is it something now? Um, but we shouldn't be celebrating the fact that we've stayed up because with the investment that we've had and, and the quality of players that we've got in the squad, staying in the Premier League is is not just the minimum, but that's kind of what you just kind of expect us to do. And, and Leicester is a, is a case in point that, that you shouldn't take it for granted. But I think we were entitled as fans to to expect a little bit better. And it seems that we've kind of stayed up and, and that's great. And we're all really grateful. But then it's just sort of all started to unravel and, and it's become a little bit ragged and, and there's stuff coming out into the press that, for, for my money, should never be coming out into the press. What sort know? of points do you make? What, what sort of 
points of those that you you're on about the things coming out well, you want about the uh the the, the um his mate well, yeah it's, it's that kind of i mean that that should be the last resort shouldn't it going to the press Lopetegui yeah. should be going to, to Jeff Shee first and Matt Hobbs and, and, and saying, let's sort this issue out between us internally. Let's have a conversation and some dialogue and then work out what we need to do and where you sit, and where I sit, and let's see if we can meet somewhere and compromise. And then if you don't get that, then perhaps you, you, know, you, you escalate it and you go, not above them, obviously, but you try and get involved again. And then talking to the press is probably your last resort. You know, Mourinho always used to do that, didn't he, at a club? He, when you knew, you knew it was the end of Mourinho's time at the club, when he started talking to the press about how unhappy he was and how he wasn't being backed and this kind of thing. Lopetegui seems to have very quickly gone, I need to talk to the press, I need to talk to, to Balagay and, and whoever, this and that and the other and, and get my point across. I understand what yeah. he said when, when he said um, the fans deserve to know the truth. Absolutely. But I think he's, he's jumped the gun a little bit and kind of, you know, airing the club's dirty laundry, if that makes sense. And, and, and yeah, it, it, it shaves the whole club in a bad light, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I want, I'm going to come on to, the, on to what you said in the press conference. I just want to, first of all, say I, some people put in we're worse than Leicester. We're not worse than Leicester. We're not worse table. than the table we're says worse, it's not. we're not worse than Leeds. We're not worse than Southampton. We're not worse than we have finished thirteenth in the Premier League after thirty-eight games. After thirty-eight games, you finish where you deserve to finish. Leicester are worse than us. So are Leeds. So are Southampton, and so are every every other club that has finished below us in the table. The only the only exception to that I might allow is maybe West Ham because they've had European football and they've had a bit more strain on their squad. So maybe they've got a stronger squad and that could argue. But not having all of this about like, you know, Leicester are better than us. They're not. They're not better than us. Everton are not better than us. They are relegated, uh, Leicester, Leeds and Southampton. And they are relegated because they are the worst three teams in the division over 38 games. Sam's come on uh, and put a post on here. Um, and Sam, I'm inviting you onto the show. You can come on and we can have a nice little chat about your points because you are you, you 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 like to say what you think, but I always think you're quite you come across sometimes a little bit negative. Uh, Sam's put everything that the the, uh, the head coast is the issue to here, folks. The players don't want to play for him now. The club have told them no money without selling players. Jack, a fantastic job. That's a joke. It's just you're the. I mean that that's back. just that's nonsense, Dave. I mean the the. Lopetegui is the reason that we are where we are. Paul, if we'd have not Paul, done a change. Stop there, Paul. You are right to have your opinion, absolutely. And again, the link is there, and you can come on the show and have your opinion. And we obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say you can't have your opinion, but the facts of the matter are, Paul. And for anyone that says Leicester are worse than us. It it doesn't stack up. You can't say Leicester, we're worse than Leicester when they are relegated and finish below us in the table. That's a fact. That's black and white. They are worse than us. They're, they're, therefore, they've gone down. So you can't say that because over 38 games, they're worse than us. That's not even a grey area. It's a fact. Obviously, we can have differences of opinion on you know the management and the players and stuff like that. But in a league table... If the, the three teams that go down are the worst teams in the division, that's black and white. Let's come on to um, Lopetegui's. Uh, this is where we start the discussion. That's why I put concerns for the summer. 
And I agree. Um, yep, yeah, Paul, Leicester beat us twice. So did Leeds. Huddersfield beat us twice. They only won three games all season when they went down. We are the givers to help these teams. And they still go down. That's how bad they are. <laughs> just because they beat us twice doesn't mean they're better than us. It just means... Dave, that, Dave, you know. people, are getting, people are getting confusing actual performances and... Uh, potential performances. And I probably agree that Leicester on paper, the way they were, the way they should be playing, the team they got, should be a lot higher in the league. Um, I think we should have been higher in the league. But if you, you know, we, I don't think we played as a team all season. And, Absolutely. And, and, and I think this is the point. I think that's Paul, the difference. I think that's the point Paul is actually, and, and others are trying to put across. We haven't looked like a cohesive team consistently in, you know, the Liverpool game was the one game. I think against Brentford, I thought we were good. I thought we showed a lot of character against Leicester away, um, you know, and stuff. But as a team, we haven't looked like a team, proper team all season um, for any, any uh, you know, any, for any consistent period. We've played well for 20 minutes here and there. We've had a couple of good performances, but they're the, so inconsistent and so inconsistent. And... It's a concern when the manager, the head coach, is coming out and, you know, he's, used, he's got his mate, Gulam uh, Balagi, over yeah. Gilliam Bal ba ba yeah. Balagi, hopefully I've Blimey. It, it was that bad it's turned off. Yeah. Guillaume Balagi, I think. Guillaume Balagi. I was trying to, trying to say, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think, you know, what we're, what we're trying to say is that, you know, from where we were when Lopetegui took over, he's done well to get us where we are. And I don't think anyone can dispute that. I think if, if you if you look at objectively, we had 10 points from 15 games. Now, that was, we were the worst team in the league pre-World Cup because the league table doesn't lie. We were. We'd scored eight goals. We'd kept, what, three clean sheets. In we were absolutely dreadful. I think we were four points off the next team, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so to say that with three, four games to go, Lopetegui's done what we expected him to do and what we asked him to do, and then some. So and and you know, Lopetegui will probably say I could have done better. You know, we've had some poor results, some poor performances along the way. Absolutely, and I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, I thought yesterday was was dreadful performance. I thought Brighton was terrible. I thought Man United was awful. I thought Leeds at home and Bournemouth at home were, were really poor performances. So, so we're not coming on and saying Lopetegui is is the, the reincarnation of Brian Clough and, and anything like that. And he's, he's he's a miracle worker. We're saying he's done the job that we wanted him to do, and we and, and he's kept us in in the league where we were dead and buried, if we're being brutally honest, at, at the midway point or at the World Cup break. So you know, unfortunately, like I said, I think we've started to unravel a little bit, and I think he's taken a strange decision to make it very public something that he probably should I, well I, I, we don't know he might have had these conversations in private with Hobbs and she and, and whoever it is and then he's not got the answers he's wanted and then he's oh, gone well I think I think that they've had that conversation they had one in January and what they told him wasn't what he now understands and I, I think I think he's he's not happy I don't think you'd have come if you knew what he knew and I think that's I, 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 I don't, I, see. I don't buy into all of this at no. all. I, 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 I rate 
Lopetegui extremely hard. He's in an incredibly strong position. He's gone and done what he said he was going to do. He's kept us up. He's a strong manager. There's been issues going on on and off throughout the last few months uh, with Aitnori bombed out, Raul bombed out, players coming in and disappearing. There's something not completely right. He's a strong character. Nuno is a strong character. Remember Barry Douglas? Bang, gone. He, I don't think he messes about if someone is very disciplined and he's, he's mm-hmm. the law, you know, um, in regards to this. But he's not naive. He's, a, he's, a, he's an experienced head coach. He's not naive. He understands... He understands about financial fair play, Lopetegui. He's not stupid. You know, he's only got to look at what Wolves have spent in the previous two or three summers to quickly understand where they are. Wolves, I don't think the initial plan was to spend as much as they did in the summer. And Lopetegui has gone to him and says, I'm going to come in. I need need this, 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 this and this. And, you know, you can, you can, you can go on at Fosen as much as you like. And at Jeff, they've dropped the ball big time. At with Nuno and they've made mistakes under large and they've made some silly signings like, you know, that's gone wrong and they've wasted money potentially on some of the things. But they backed him in January. They delivered on what he wanted and we had five great signings. Lamina's come in, Dawson's come in. I think Kuna's a player. I think Nunes hasn't quite hit the heights of what he is, but we know he's got potential. I mean, Lopetegui's talked about him. They splashed the cast. Wolves have spent £200 million on players in the last 12 months. Lopetegui is not naive enough not to understand financial fair play. And if, if you're telling me that a guy as intelligent as Lopetegui is... That naive not to understand effort. Of course, he understands it. But I'm not the... saying to understand it, Dave. What I think may have happened is that the the issues may have been um, watered down slightly. I, I think it, it may have been told, oh, you know, "Don't worry about that," because the, the main group is going to invest and they're going to have a problem with. I don't think they've been. I don't think they've been hundred percent honest with him because. He's he he he's been very quiet in the press all season, and and now he's just out. Um, yeah, I mean, this so. is. Let, let's just read what he actually. I'm going to read to you what he actually said at his press conference, which is interesting. So uh, this is what Lopetegui had to say. It's not easy to play this kind of match when you've achieved the big aim three matches before. We tried to do it, but we couldn't. They were at home and wanted to finish well. They are a fantastic team and the squad. That is why you are not at your best level. We all agree that Arsenal are a fantastic team. They're not second in the league for no reason. They're obviously a fantastic league and they destroyed us. Although I think we made it easy for them. It was was Keystone Cops defending at time. I want to highlight the merit of the players in the second half of this season. They finish out the relegation with three matches to go playing against better squads than us. That, That paragraph on its own. He's basically there going to his players and he's giving the players a pat on the back. Well done, guys. That's great. They've done fantastic. But in the same sentence, he's also putting another subliminal message out there saying, we, um, and I think this is what Paul and a few others have referred to, there are a lot less than you think, like what you said, should have done a lot better than what they've done with the players that they've got. And they didn't. And I think that's the point. In terms of squad and players and stuff, you, you could argue that Leicester have got a better squad, but they've still finished below us. So get that point. But again, that's another subliminal um, sort of nod to what his narrative is at this point. 
With the squad, we have suffered a lot. We have to be ready to improve and we have to invest and improve if we want to compete next season. I think every one of us would agree that we need to invest in the right type of player. Um, let's continue. He says, I, and this is the line for me, which worries me, and I think worries a lot of us. I am coach of Wolves currently. That's, I don't like that. I'm that's that that bothers me when uses language like that. But of course, I am ambitious. We want our manager to be ambitious. We want our owners to be ambitious. As fans, we want to you know be playing attractive football, you know, going for a cup, trying to qualify for Europe. I think we'd all agree with that. Um, but the most important thing is to say the truth to our fans. And if we have a problem, we have to solve the problem because we're competing in the Premier League and it has a big, big demand. The rest of the teams will do the same. Now is the moment to analyse and tell the truth. I'm going to stop there uh, on that. Yeah, what do you mean? think what he means by... I'm going to come on to the, to the last sentence and it's paragraph in a minute. What do you think about now is the time to analyse and tell the truth? What do you think he means by that? I think he means that now that we've achieved what we wanted to and we've stayed up, that now he perhaps needs to tell the truth of what he's been up against and, and how he's actually felt the, the level of squad. I mean, because Lopetegui isn't going to come out and say, Bruno Lars was a terrible manager and we've signed some really bad players and we've made some really poor choices. But that's probably what he feels. And so what he's doing there is he's saying, well, actually, you know, I've done a good job here, but I've probably done a better job than you realise. Because actually, there were, there were more things at play there that were against me than, than perhaps the, the, the wider fan base understand. I think the, the biggest uh, line to take from that, I don't know if you were going to mention this, was where he said, I'm the Wolves manager, but I'm ambitious. Yeah. Does he mean that he thinks the club aren't ambitious? Is that what he's getting at, do you think? This is, I think this is all the, the things that we're trying to think about. What's yeah. he, what is the message? He goes on to say, the future does not depend on me. It depends on the club. I hope we're going to do the necessary things despite the financial problems. Now we're celebrating being out the relegation against very good teams like Leeds, Leicester and Southampton. And next year, you can ask me. What does he mean by and next year, you can ask me? I mean, I'm guessing, again, he's just sort of saying, I mean, is he, is he actually at a point where he's saying, back me or sack me? Is he saying, I, I, I'm a manager. I, I think we've done well to finish 13th from where we were. But I don't want to finish 13th next year. I want to finish 9th, 8th, 7th, for example. But I need to have investment. I need to be given carte blanche, if you like, to, to move players on and bring players in. And if you're not going to do that, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to stick around to finish 13th year in, year out. Because I'm Lopetegui and I've won the Europa League and I've managed Real Madrid, I've managed Spain and I've done all the... I think he's, he's got a big ego, which, which you like in a manager. But I think he's he's kind of gone about it the wrong ways, and he's he's almost painting himself into a corner. And oh, I, think... I think it. I think it's a translatory thing. I think, think it's not his native language. I, I think he's just being open. He's telling the truth. He didn't think the squad was good enough, and he's he, he's he's thinking he's done a good job getting us where we are, and and he has because where were we? We were bottom four points behind the next place. You know, it's it's already you know. So that's. That's just him being open. I think he's he's. I think he's saying we've got to look. The club's got to do something because we can't carry on next season with the players we've got. We've got to make changes. So I I, I 
I think we like to try and think there's hidden words and messages and threats in there. I think a lot of it is translated. I mean, it's obvious that they've got a money issue. It's obvious that he needs to do something with the squad because he doesn't feel it's good enough. And he's he's been truthful now. And I think that's the word he used. The squad wasn't good enough. I think I think he's, he's just saying how he is. And when he says, ask me next year, I think he's saying, you know, once we've got through the summer and we've, Ask me what I think about the squad is next year. So I think he's, I don't think it's a threat or I don't think he's trying to leave or I think he's probably putting a bit of pressure on the board to say, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell everybody how it is. The squad's not good enough. We need to invest. If you don't do it, we're going to have a hard season. I'm, I'm not sure he's threatening because he's got a contract. He's, he's going to be held to it. And if he was looking to move, he'd be doing it quietly and negotiating with clubs already. And I, I, I think, uh, so I don't think that's happening. I think it's more he wants to stay. He wants to do a good job. He's always been quite complimentary of the fans, and he he said I think a few days ago that performance is not very good. These fans are wonderful and need much better. So I think I think it. I don't think it's that ominous. I think it's just bad English. I noticed he had a translator there with him. It was one of the coaches was acting as a translator yesterday, but he tried to do it all himself, and maybe that's. Maybe that's what it is. That's me trying to put rose-tinted spectacles on it, I guess. Well, absolutely. I mean, this, the, 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 all of this is what creates uncertainty. Um, there's uncertainty, and we shouldn't be having uncertainty going into a, a, a massive, big summer window. Now, um, where's the onus? Where's the, the thing? I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not particularly pleased with the fact that he's gone to his journo friend to put out messages like that. And then um, he's also come out and said, like, the likes of Spurs should be looking at Lopetegui, um, which he also uh, put out in a tweet. That is concerning because obviously Spurs looking for a manager. Is Lopetegui um, looking for Spurs to come in and, you know, go for him? I'm not so I've sure. Got, I've got a few angles on that day because I was, obviously, I was... Uh... So social media, Gillan Balak wasn't the guy that broke it. It was being broken by UK journalists first and he then piled in and added a bit more on. And I don't know whether some of that is him just sensationalising it um, because it, it seemed to be a little bit, oh, hang on, you're, you're piling in now. Whereas if you'd have been the real journal, you'd have done the scoop and this had been out hours before. But even Liam Keane had put something in it uh, in before, before Balak had, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is where I've put with the title concerns for the summer and stuff like that because it is an important summer. Um, you know, the fans, the Molyneux's got a lot stronger. There's been a lot. I mean, Jack, you'll know the initiatives that's been going on. Um, you'll know. I mean, I'm sure Russell Jones won't mind me saying this that me and Jack sit on the Match Day Experience Group, and Russell has come on to the Match Day Experience Group and quoted Julian, hasn't he? Julian wants to make the atmosphere at Molyneux better. He wants us to do this. He wants the fans to do that. He wants to get create a real atmosphere. Um, and hence the the initiatives with the old gold pack come in with the I mean looking great. Uh, the, the the change of the playlist on the way on the way in, you know, all you know, all different initiatives that have been talked about. And very often Russell's come onto that group, and he's—it's Doolan that's kind of like created the, 
the reaction from Russell to say, what can we do to make the atmosphere even better? Obviously, one of the things that you can do best is win games and score goals. Um, I mean, I went to the I went to the Emirates, to, you know, um, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and it was dead. And you go there now, and it's raucous, fantastic. You know, they got you know they got the song, the anthem. It was brilliant, and fantastic. But they are playing attractive, fantastic football. Second in the league, Dave. Exactly. So good football, winning sides, goals. You know, when you're watching Drudge every week and you're not scoring a goal and, you know, it's cold and wet, especially during the winter period, it's not, it's it's hard to keep putting the onus on the fans to create the atmosphere. It should be a two-way. It's, it's, hand and it's hand and glove, you know. When when the club spend the money they didn't start the season, we all got excited and then watched the first seven games and gone, oh, shit. Then, you know, it's hard to come back from there. And that's where it we've has- been all season. And the, and it's sort of, you know the atmosphere has got a lot lot better as the season's gone on, but like so as the results hand in hand. I mean, the, our home form has been you know apart from the results against Leeds, um, you know, and then the result against Bournemouth, who we you know who let's face it, they've had a great season to get out of it. They had one shot, came off his knee, went in one nil, but that's all down to Wolves not putting the ball in the back of the net again. And how many times? Someone I'd love to know the stats. How many times this year have we have we registered like we did at the weekend? No shots on target. No shots on target in the whole match. Not one. It's happened not once, not twice. It's a trend and it's a worry, and it needs to be resolved. Our away form. It's like we has been dreadful. I remember like a period that was under Nuno, where when we went to London, we expected to win. Or draw now <laughs> where we go. We like we, we never lost. You know, our away form was fantastic. We used to go in bloody noses of Arsenal and Tottenham and United and City and Chelsea and all of them. And you know, we haven't bloodied anyone's nose away from home, and that's got to improve. Can't always rely on the home form, and the home form's dug us out of it. Um, so it's really, really worrying. Let's just go on to the game a little bit because obviously we're going to come back on to the Julian Lopetegui and Jeff Sheik thing. Um, Jack, what would you like to say about the game? And we'll also talk about, like, obviously, yeah, we'll come on to the performance and stuff like ratings and man of the match in a bit. What would you like to say about yesterday's game? What were your thoughts? Uh, oh, I thought it was dreadful. I mean, I, I, I think the first thing we've got to say, I think Arsenal played well. They did. And I think they're a good team. And I think they the way they've played this year, they'd have won the Bundesliga, they'd have won La Liga, they'd have won Serie A. It's just the fact that Manchester City are such a good team and they've got such a great mentality that Arsenal haven't won the league this year. That's probably all it is. They've just come up against a very, very good Manchester City team. But we made it so easy for them. I mean, the, the, the first goal is straight at the goalkeeper. The second goal, Kilman backheels it straight to the guy for a, a, a sliding tapping on the penalty spot. The fourth goal is a free header on the far post. The fifth goal is straight at the goalkeeper again. I mean, the third goal is a great goal, but you, you can't well, go to a place like Arsenal. Not Saka, he? Yeah, and and I don't think I've seen Bueno be ripped apart like that at all. And, and and I think whoever we had at left back yesterday would have struggled against Saka. So I, I, I'm not going to dig out Hugo Bueno at all on that one. He, he, he struggled, of course he did, but but I think it was because anything to do with him was just how good Saka was. But you can't go to to Arsenal. You can't go to anywhere in the Premier League. Let's be fair. 
and give away the goals that we did and expect to get anything at all from the game. You know, uh, and especially when we're so sort of anemic going forward and, and we don't look like scoring. I mean, I think Totti had a header from a corner that dribbled wide and Joe Hodge had a header in added time that went over the bar. That was as close as we came to scoring. So when you're not creating anything feasible for a goal-scoring chance and you're conceding three or four poor goals through your own poor defending, you're going to get battered. You're going to get absolutely marmalised and that's exactly what happened. And I think as much as we can talk about attitude and were we on the beach, did it really matter, this, that and the other, you've got to have professional pride. And as a, as a team, you've got to go out there and say, well, we've got a certain standard that we need to hit regardless of the circumstances. Whatever's on the game, whatever's not on the game, there's a certain things that we need to do as a team. And they fell way, way short yesterday. Way short of, of what you'd want from, from Wolverhampton Wanderers team. It was really, really poor. And I'm struggling to think of any positives at all. I really I made, I made a point after the game. I don't know if you've watched it. Any of you got watched the instant reaction? The Wolves faithful. You know, we sell out every game. Every game will sell out. They're there in the thousands. It's not cheap. You know, and we talk about, like, obviously things are a bit tougher for people, you know, with everything that's happened in the last three years, the pandemic, the war, the fuel prices, the inflation. It's not, you know, it's not tough, you know, but still, you know, we sell out Molyneux every game. We sell out every away game. You know, you pay for your tickets, you pay for your transport. Sometimes you pay for hotels, you're paying for food, you're paying for drink. It's an expensive business following your team home and away. And when within 15 minutes, 22 minutes, you're 3-0 down, you know, we never, we, you know, I'll put the Brighton performance, the Brighton result, it can happen to anyone. You know, you know, any team can get beat in this division. Um, but it was very similar in my, in my eyes to the Brighton game is the fact that Brighton were a little bit low on confidence at the time going into that game. Hadn't had the best of runs. Arsenal were a bit low on confidence, probably. You know, they'd probably got over the grieving process and come to the exception process. They'd lost the league and wanted to put on a show. They got the new shirt. But, like, you've got to keep it tight for the first 20 minutes and not concede any silly chances and, you know, try and get into the game. And if you give a Brighton or an Arsenal a goal in the first few minutes and then a second one, all of a sudden their tails are up, the confidence is back and they're ripping you apart. And that's what happened. And like, it could have been a lot more, couldn't it, Chris? Yeah, it was, I think it was the worst performance of the season. I think it was the worst performance. I, I think there was nothing on it. You know, you looked at some of those lads that were playing that, you know, some of them got to prove a point, maybe. They didn't prove anything. They were miles off it. Uh, the the back four was shocking. Kilman Kilman can't play a decent game unless he's got Dawson by the side of him. And thinking back, he probably never did it unless he had Cody next to him previously. So you know he was he was poor. I, I I've been calling out Collins all season, Dave. I, I just don't think he's a Premiership standard defender. And 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 you know then you've got a confidence right back that'll have a good game, but he's, you know, he, he's a confidence guy. And, and, you know, when you've got that going on by the side of you, then he just switches off. Bueno, I think, has been injured, not back in. He's been playing, so he was a little bit off the pace and Saka just ripped a ring, you know, terrible. 
the midfield, the midfield, I think were, were missing by and large. It was, it was just. Don't think really anybody applied themselves properly. I saw a Dharma Traore for me because you know he had a contract. Out of all the players on there, he he, had, he seemed to be putting the shift in and fighting and trying. Um, I, I gave should... him a higher rating than everybody else. To be fair, he did. Have I mean, a yeah, check he, out. He should, his, had, he should have had a penalty. Check out Chris's uh, match report on, uh, sorry, uh, player ratings on alwayswolves.co.uk. That'll put a smile on your face. Jack, mm. highlight of the day, performance rating, man of the match. Um, bit of gallows humour. I suppose the highlight of the day is the fact that there's no more games for a couple of months. I think we've all had enough of the season. That has been draining. You know, it's not nice to be in a relegation battle. And even though we've we've had the right outcome, I suppose, I suppose well, we, we absolutely have. It, it's been it's taken its toll on the fan base. I think it was really quiet in the away end yesterday. A bit of you know Mickey taking with Arsenal. He nearly won the league, etc., etc. But like you say, once it's three 0 after twenty minutes, yeah, even our fans kind of went, yeah, whatever, it's done. You know, if if they're not putting the effort in on the pitch, why should we sing and, and shout and cheer for them? So it was, it was very flat. And I think the highlight is. Season's done and we can hopefully regroup and, and refresh. Um, man of the match, I'm going to go a little bit sort of off off the beaten track a little bit. I'm going to go for Bubakar Traore because I thought in the half an hour he was on the pitch, 25 minutes, I thought he, he showed exactly why a few people were quite excited about him when he first came into the team way back, it feels a long time ago, didn't the start of the season. Um, I would struggle to pick any of the starters as, as man of the match. Um, and, and I'd just go with Bubakar because I thought he showed a little bit. And, and I think he, he looks like the kind of player that, yes, we're going to lose Neves. And that's a, a real blow for us as a football club because of what he represents in terms of what he's, he's done. But with the likes of Joe Gomez, who I thought also was OK yesterday, and, and Bubakar coming through, I think we we perhaps won't miss Neves as much as we perhaps should because I think we've we've got a couple of young players there that that are ready to to step up and and fill that void. Performance rating, it's just, it's a zero, isn't it, David? It was just there was just absolutely nothing as as a fan that you could stick your hat on and go, I liked that. That was not. I liked that. That was good. It was just absolutely. It was it was insipid. So so it's a zero. Chris. I think I agree with Jack. Um, well, two highlights today. The highlight for me is I didn't go and watch it. The second one was um, that it's the end of the season, um, and there's a lot of worry that comes with that. The days of um, the days of Nuno and semi-finals at Wembley and Europa Leagues are, are gone. We're, we're we're a shadow of that side and club now, and that's the thing that concerns me moving forward. Is how we get back to that. I don't know what the answer is. Um, Man of the match, I think I'll stick with what I did yesterday. So, similar to Jack, I gave man of the match to Joe Hodge because actually when he came on, he did what he should have done, which I don't think many of the others did. Um, got on, got on, got onto a header and he, he got played the ball about, did some good stuff. Um, and I think he's really been unlucky a little bit because he played a lot early on and then he, he's drifted out of the team and I'd like to have seen him, you know, I'd like to see these kids develop and it, it may be that that's our, our future, so we need to look at that. Um, rating, it was, I think I give it a two on my, my review. It was, I it gave was, it a one. It, it was it was awful. I thought it was the worst performance of the season. Um, and, and to be honest, 
Insipid's a good word. I, I'd I'd sum the season up as turgid. It's just been it's just been awful. I think I've come on here and been happy, Chris, twice, and and it's just been it's it's been a chore watching Wolves this year, almost a a, a bit of a torture to torture element to it. So that needs to change for next year, I think, because um, I think they're starting to lose a dis- they're starting to get a disconnection with the fan base a little bit. Um, disconnection with the fan base. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure that that's. I don't think it is at the moment. But if we have some of that, I think it's going to come. Oh so well, if that happens, the, 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 I mean, the, you know, the the thing is, I mean, I talked about Lopetegui being naive and stuff like that, not being naive. And what he's had to say, but equally, uh, the board, Jeff, Hobbs, and all that, they've got to all be on the same page. And I thought they were all on the same page. I tell you, not Dave, because uh, while the camera panned to Lopetega, you wouldn't have seen this to you at the match. Is it Matt Wilde, the guy? Is it his name Matt Wilde? 2 0 down, Lopetegui's looking over their face like thunder, and he's giggling to the bloke next to him behind him in the stand, and the pic- camera pictured on him. And I thought, well, that just says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, they need to be on the same page. I think Lopetegui is basically um, like what you said. I've done an amazing job. Um, he's ambitious. He doesn't want to be in a relegation scrap next year. He doesn't want to base. He doesn't want to basically put himself in a position where he's, you know, his reputation's on the line because the squad's not strong enough. He wants to be able to take Wolves forward and be successful. And being successful next year means improving on this year, uh, getting top half, having a cup run, maybe um, trying to get into the European places, that type of thing. Um, And he also said he doesn't need to be signing players from Barcelona or Real Madrid. You know, they want players that have got um, the right character, that want to play for the club. Um, and there aren't a lot of players that have got the right character that do want to play for the club. I mean, I look at Totti Gomez. You know, he's got great character, want to play for the club. And how brilliant for him that he's had his first call up for his country yep. as and well. And deserved as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've seen a few of those. You know, you see the likes of Bubakar that you mentioned, Jack. He's someone that wants to play, that's got a point to prove, that's got potential. But they, they're obviously, they're young players. We are going to need leadership um, without a shadow of a doubt next year. I'm not sure whether I would be handing the uh, the, the captain's armband to Kilman. I think the person the person that should be leader next year, the captain for me, should be Dawson. Yeah, I think so. You've got to get Muscara back as well. I mean, he was looking uh, good. Uh, yeah. out, of, out of the current squad, Dawson is probably the, the obvious choice. But whether Lopetegui thinks the captain needs to be someone that he brings in, you know whether he he cannot he's identified someone that he's worked with previously in the Spanish squads or the the Madrid or the Seville squads that he can bring in. That's going to have, a little bit like when Kenny Jacket brought Sam Ricketts in, but you're a good player, absolutely. But specifically for that leadership skill, when we desperately needed it. I mean, if you go back, and Chris kind of made this point quite well. Just that team that took us to Wembley and to the Europa League quarterfinal. That team there would absolutely obliterate our current team. Oh yeah. 
because they played as a team. They played for the badge. They understood what it meant to play from the badge. A lot of that came from Nuno. It did. But there was a cohesive team. They were well drilled. They were well organised. They had a specific pattern of play. They knew what they were good at. They knew what they weren't good at. I don't see any of that in this current team. And yet on paper, our current team is more expensively assembled with better CVs and pedigrees. And on paper, they look it looks a really good team. And I just don't see it. I think there's a lot of work needs to be done this summer. Massive amount. And on that note, gentlemen, uh, we'll close this uh, segment of the show. We know I was having internet problems. Joss was uh, in the back room. Uh, was not in the back room, but was in the green room. But he's in, his uh, power's gone. So we're going to have a one-to-one in a second with Sooty until Joss can get back and get on. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much, gentlemen, for making some brilliant points. Oh, just before we finish, Jack. Yes. Um, congratulations from the oh, Match Day group because I did vote for you. And you have thank got you. elected to the, to, the, do you want to, to the Fan Advisory Board. Do you want to tell everyone about that? Yeah, uh, quickly, yeah, because I know people are waiting to come on. Um, so... Wolves do a really good job with sort of their fan engagement and they've got lots and lots of groups that go on. We're in the match day experience group. There's a retail group, a ticketing group. I think there's a, a disability group, isn't there? There's lots of supporters groups that work as well with the club and do lots of sort of liaising and, and negotiating. And there's a lot of dialogue that goes on. And I think the club do a fantastic job on that. And what they're trying, they're putting together a fan advisory board, which is kind of one representative from each group that's going to meet as a as a whole sort of independent group, if you like, and that's going to be able to feed back to the wider fan base and do different bits and pieces and be able to sort of almost be a soundboard to the club to, to bounce ideas off and then we can kind of say, well, we don't think that will quite work with our fan base or this is what we think the reaction might be and then we can kind of go from there. So, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm privileged and honoured to be representing the, the Match Day Experience group in that fan advisory board, but, but representing the fan base as a whole and, and you know, people can find me through through this channel if they've got anything that they need to contact the club about and I'm more than happy to kind of be a voice for, for fans everywhere so it's a real privilege and an honour so absolutely Absolutely and well done you'll be good in the role that's uh, what I think I think you'll be good and of course we'll be able to talk to Jack about stuff that goes on with that what you're allowed to talk about anyway yeah. Uh, here on Always Walls Fan TV, guys. Make sure that you're if you're not if you if you're enjoying this, uh, you you subscribe because you can uh, comment um, in the chat if you are. And I do want to thank everyone that um, that supports the channel and is subscribed. Uh, it does mean a, a great deal. Jack, congratulations on that. Chris, thank you ever so much. Uh, the bus driver, much appreciated. Uh, and... the, yeah, the bus driver was. I was going to ask you ask me who was on the bus. Who's on I'll the give bus? you a list of players, but I'll let Sooty tell you who's on my bus. He can be the conductor. All right, then. Love it. Yeah, It's like on the bus is next, uh, coming up. All yeah. right. Cheers, mate. See ya. Always Wolves. Always Wolves. Cheers, guys. Thank you. So there we have. Um, that was an interesting one. I'm sorry about some of the internet problems that we've been, uh, been having there. I do apologise for that. But next up, for a one-to-one -one chat um, until... Um, we get some other people on it. As I say, if you do want to come on the, uh, oh, I'll put the wrong uh, the wrong backdrop up there. Hold on a second. Um, let's just put a little bit of Neves up in the background. Why not? Uh, to our captain. If you do want to come on the show, um, all you've got to do is get on this link, and you can uh, you can be joining us. Uh, so 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good. Um, a very good evening. A very good evening to you. How are you, David? I'm all right, my friend. I'm all right. We've gone full good screen. Evening, people. I'm just going to just quickly do this, Dave. See what that is, Dave. It's a can of Coke and a nice little whiskey there, Dave. Yeah. I'm pretty much a non-drinker, Dave, but I'm going to drink to the end of this season. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. I've got an empty cup at the moment. So, um, and the, and, and these as well, Dave. Dave, these these sunglasses have actually got yellow coloured frames. Like a, you can't see it; they look dark, but they actually look yellow when you look through them. So I'm going to take these sort of gold tinted glasses off now. Yeah, like that, Dave. We'll take them off. We'll put them in the cupboard because they're definitely not needed. <laughs> Mate, um, it, it is after nine o'clock, so it is sooty time. What, what do you a complete say? and utter shit show this season has been, Dave. Unbelievably bad. This guy's come in. He's done the job. He must be back. Forget financial fair play. Every other team works their way around it, Dave. Everyone. Nobody else mentions financial fair play. Well, what Nobody. about Everton? Well, they got round it for three and a half years, Dave. Yeah. Right? They got round it for three and a half years. Now, that is a complete shambles of a club. We aren't a shambles of a club, believe it or not. But we have got to find a way around it. If the people that put the money in back in January, we believe that were Saudi Arabian or Qataris or whatever, we need to go knocking on doors. But the problem I think we've got, Dave, is they don't want to relinquish too many uh, stakes in the club. When you have a, a, a Premier League football club, Dave, you've got to spend money or you're going to get relegated. Now, I know, I know they've spent... £207 million over two windows. But let's be honest, Dave, the summer window was abysmal. It was poor, really poor. Now, not one of them summer signings, who did we sign? Gedej? Um, who else was there in the summer? Kalaidic? Um, Nunez? He was a panic Rick. buy. Yeah, Nunes. Uh, w w the list goes on. It, he was a panic buy, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. We, yeah, he's back. Yeah, it, it, it was. None of them have come off. So poor. Really, really poor. Has so, Sutty frozen? 
Are you there? You still there, mate? Yeah, yeah. We've got another. We've got another person that decided to join us. Craig. Hello, Sophie. How are you, bud? All right, Craig. How you doing? Yeah, mate. Fuming. Absolutely fuming. You might know. <laughs> I, I, Carry on, the Sophie. Thing, the, thing, the thing is with this, right? Can you hear me now, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Right. The thing is with this, it. Like I said to you, they've got to find a way around finance. This guy, he will not have. He, they all know about financial fair play, Dave. But he would not have come here if a summer transfer kitty wasn't discussed. There's no way that caliber of manager comes here without the promise of money. And for me, we've got another Nuno situation on our hands here, where you promise money and you're not getting it. Frozen. Are you still there, Craig? I'm here, but, but Dave looks frozen. Yeah, it's Dave, I think. No, well, it's poor, isn't it, Craig, to be honest? Let's be honest. Oh, man. I, I, I just, I like sat there yesterday and I was embarrassed. And as a Wolves fan, you know, you, you, you should never feel that the team are just not bothered and that they're, they're going to fall apart. And they've, and they've fallen apart far too many times. And and no shots again. I mean, no, I mean what, the hell, what the hell is going on from a you Monday know, to Friday? You know, this year, Craig, can you hear us now, Dave? Yeah, I can hear you. I think it's where, I, where I'm sat. Yeah. Um, do you know, do you know I don't know where I've moved it around tonight, but, yeah, this, I'll sit here in the, in the conservatory. Yeah, this year has been a record goal-scoring year in the Premier League. 1,084 goals have been scored. Wolves have scored 31. Is that in the Premier League or in the, the, all the it, Football League? In the Premier League. The whole of the Premier League? Apparently so. That's what I've got on my information. You might be right. So, and we've scored no, 31 no. goals. What, Bab? Yeah. Thirty-one goals. Yeah, I mean that's the lowest we've ever scored in the uh, in the Premier League. We didn't Everton score scored yesterday. more than us. Everton. They had a centre forward for I don't know how long. Leeds have scored more than us. In fact, that's... everyone scored more than us because we're the lowest scorers in the league. I get, I get what people are saying, and that we 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 league tables, Dave. As you say, don't lie, mate. They do not lie. We're not the worst team in the league, but what we are is the worst watch in the league. There's nothing there. It's, mm. a, it's abysmal. It's to watch. You know yourself, Dave. It costs a lot of money going home and away all season. And a lot of these people on here will do it like we do. It costs a fortune. How many times have you come away from an away game? Let's just use the away games now because that's been so poor. Thinking, my God, this is shocking. When oh. you're not seeing one shot on goal all season, and they've really got to prepare early, Dave, have their targets. Mm -hmm. I, I, to be honest now, I don't care if Neves goes, he's going. I don't care if Nuno's, Nunes goes. I'm not bothered. I don't care who goes because it can't get any worse. I don't oh, care. Oh, I, think, I think it can. Well, it, it, 
It can't, Dave, because if it stays the same, we'll go down. Yeah. So they've got to prepare. And I'll tell you now, Dave. Which would be worse, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, there's an old saying, Dave. And if you fail to prepare, you should prepare prepare to to fail. fail. And it'll come true. I'm telling you, it'll come true. On that... On that on that point, which is a really good point, Southampton. They just thought each year they can sell the best players and not. Yeah, but you do, know, do you know why, players. Dave? You hit it on the head. You've hit it on the head with Southampton and Leicester. And do you yeah. know what their owners have tried to do, Dave? Yeah, they've tried to be a self-sufficient club. Those are the two clubs. Look what's happened, Dave. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, mate. Being self-sufficient does not work. You've got to have owners that are prepared to find money if they haven't got it. They've got to find money and they've got to find a lot of money because this lot just ain't good enough. I could name you 10 that would not get in any side in an old gold shirt that I picked. They're not good enough and you can go down. Give me the 10. Well, I wouldn't play Sark because if the rumours are true that Villa want to pay seventeen million for him, I'd snatch their hands off. Right? Why would they want? Why would they want Sark over Martinez? Well, they reckon Martinez is going Champions League club. Right. Okay. So, so you, I wouldn't you, play Sark. You sell Sark and have Bentley in goal. Uh, I'd want a new keeper. Okay, right. so but you keep Bentley though. I'd still keep Bentley, yeah, but I'd want a new keeper. And you seventeen million. Can Collins. someone in someone in the chat talk how much money we're making out of this? Seventeen million. Go on, Sar. Collins. You get rid of Collins. Yeah, absolutely. He's not good enough, Dave. He's he turns slower than Titanic, and we know what happened to the Titanic. And so how much do you think we get for Collins now? We won't get we'll get ten million max for him because he was never worth twenty. Never any played seventeen. I don't games think he's Burnley. worth any more than ten at the moment. But he, Collins is a very young defender, and I don't think he's a bad player. I, I, I just don't, don't think day. central. I, I, I just day. think central defenders don't really mature until they get to 26, 27, and he's still very young. Dave, as long as I've got an hole for a backside, Dave, he ain't going to be a Premier League centre half. Take it from me, he's not good enough. He is a bag of nerves, an absolute bag of nerves. Get rid. He doesn't have to be our problem. Get rid of eight Nori. He's a pain. Hold on, just hold that. Hold that for a second. Yeah, eight Nori. How much are you getting for eight Nori? Well, you've got to get 15, 20 for him because you owe Angie 50% of it. Yeah, someone tot all this up. Eight Nori, so he's going. Neves can go. Well, we think Neves will go. How much are we getting for Neves? 35. 40. Okay. But we'll say 35. We'll go on 5 million. We're getting 5 million for Gibbs White because Forrest stayed yeah. up. So Matinho's going. That's five. Traore's going. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Now, would you get rid of Traore or are you just saying he's going? I'm just saying he's going, Dave. He'd have signed by now. He'd go to Napoli or somewhere like that, Dave. Or are you just saying he's going? Check it out. So, <laughs> um, I would obviously I think Raul's going. 
Hey, we've got. Hey, look, everyone, we've got a surprise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Bloody hell. <laughs> Amy's, Amy's doing it back for the final show of the year. I just uh, I mean, just hold on there, Amy. Come to you. So he's dismantling the squad currently. Yeah, um, I just so, I just heard that. <laughs> Jimenez will go. Yeah, how much um, we getting for I'm Jimenez? Uh, you might get five for him. He's only got a year left. Five. Um, and I'm I would boot um Pedent straight out the door with my right boot because I think he's a little shit, Dave. So I think he's trouble. I do, and I get shut of him as well. How much we getting for Pedent? You're gonna get fifteen. Oh, I think Probably 15, 20. yeah. 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 How many is that, Dave? Can someone tell me how much that is in the uh, that Sutty's currently made us in the chat? Uh, uh, this guy with said we're up to 64.5 million at the moment. 64.5 million. And I'll be quite hold on. Plus five for him and S, 15 for Pedent. So that's 70. So that's 84. Oh, someone says oh, you've made us 102 million. 102 million, fantastic, right? Yeah. So we've got 102 million, but you've got to go. You've got to go and get how many is that? That's eight players, isn't it, Dave? But is it? We've got uh, Fabio Silva coming back, Sasha Kalajic coming back, uh, Ryan Giles. Would you have him in your squad? Um, would you? Um, uh, Chiquino's coming back. Bubakar Traore, you mentioned, we've just mentioned earlier. So they, there you go. You could give him 102 million quid without even having to dip in your own pocket. Yeah. After games, get rid of them, Dave. They've done nothing. They're shite. Amy. Hello. New game. It's been quite, it's been quite a feisty one. Are you on your way back from training? We. We've just ran up the Reekin. If anyone is in Telford Way knows the Reekin, so we're in the car on the way back. So yeah, kind of not like a fun training, but we just decided to go and do it today. So we just did that. So we're in the car on the way back, but I'm obviously not driving. Roy's driving, so I am free to talk. Otherwise, that would be not great. Well, we haven't had you fun for a while. Obviously, those of you regular watchers on the channel, when we first started Extra Time, Amy was my co-host. Um, we used to have a person at a time. It's evolved, obviously, that we have group chats now and stuff like that. So I spoke to Amy a couple of weeks ago. I said, how do you fancy coming on? When are you prepared? She says, oh, um, I'll come on on the Monday, the last show of the season. What do you make of Wolves' season? I'm sure people would be really interested to, to hear your thoughts. And I think you were there yesterday. Yes, I was there yesterday. Um, it was a complete nothing game yesterday. It was exactly how I thought yesterday would be. Didn't expect anything else. Thought we'd get absolutely thrashed by Arsenal. J-Lo, I think, was doing a bit of... Um, made. A, I don't know what you've said, obviously, earlier on this chat, but um, when we saw the team sheet, we thought he was making a little bit of a point about what the team could look like if he doesn't get any backing. Uh, so that was our thoughts on the team. And then the season has been, well, I don't know, it's hard. Like there's been some things, some, it's been a hard to watch. The lack of goals has obviously been quite challenging to watch. Um, 
that it obviously since the after the World Cup break, it's been, um, especially at home, it's been quite enjoyable. But um, it's just been a bit of a, a tough season overall, I think. Absolutely. And do you know what? When you finished that, it was just like a light ball turned on. The light came on. Oh, no, he's back in darkness now. Oh. <laughs> Craig, which are you going for? Are you going for the angelic with the look or are you just going for the ghostman look? Angelic me, Dave. <laughs> are you joking? <laughs> um, I've got this, 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 this confusion in my head. And I've had it uh, for the whole of, of, of this, this season, Dave. How, how the, um, the positive Wolves fans that, that keep on knocking lots of uh, me, me and, and uh, you know, sitting such, such there, when, uh, when we talk the truth, we can't score a goal. And midfield are the most negative people that you can ever want in, in any team. They can't find any passes at all. Yes, they work hard and they've got passion and they care. There's absolutely no doubt there. But they create nothing. So what are we loading with Ruben? What are we loading with, 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 with um, Matinho? What are, we, what are we actually saying that these guys are so good at that we are the worst scorers in this league? We are as blunt as a man's um, what a unit's uh, wedding tackle, right? And and we and we we are known for going behind and losing games because we create nothing. We don't shoot. We don't get the ball in the box. So so what are we loading? What are we saying? Uh, we've got great players when they create nothing. Well, obviously, the, the problem, the, the biggest problem, I mean, I was on the, um, earlier on in the week, obviously it's not come out yet, the bit that I was in, because it was on Wolves of Mid-Table, Obscurity, where I went up to the Media City on Monday, I did the William Hill season finale, and they were talking, asking about Wolves and the season, and, and they said, what do you want next year? And I went, Goals. What do you need to bring in? A striker that can put balls in the back of the net and score goals. Because if we're only scoring 30 goals again next season, we're going down. We need someone that's we need someone that's gonna score fifth a striker that's gonna have score fifteen goals. You know, and we need other players that are gonna be chipping in with fives and tens. We need to score goals. Um obviously we need to I mean the defence has looked away from home like they've never played I mean I, you know in some ways like he put Kilman and Collins out there at the weekend and you saw what happened Bueno hadn't played for ages and he was up against Saka who was basically back to his world class best what a player he is it literally destroyed him and um, you know Samedo was Samedo in the, in the midfield he passed them by I mean I felt for Raul his last game what service did he have, Sutty? Really? No, that's your thing, Dave. It's all right buying centre forwards, but you could have um, Harlan playing up front for us, Dave. Absolutely. He wouldn't get ten goals because there's no creativity. Absolutely right. 
absolutely. Our midfield, Dave, are the issue. They're not, they're not um, um, taking the back ball anymore and they're not creating goals. Our midfield are overloaded, they are overrated, and we could, oh, you know, can't stop Ruben. Two games Ruben didn't play, and we looked a different side, a completely different side for, for two games, and we won them both. He didn't he, play for the first half yesterday. And we and we looked uh, looked awful. Amy, um, what have you got to? What have, what are your thoughts on the players that are going? I like Raúl and Neves, Adama, Matinho, who obviously hasn't turned up for the last two games. What are your thoughts on the, on the outgoing players? I think, I think you. I mean, you can. You know, everyone, you know, entitled to your own opinion about Ruben, etc. However, I think if the problem for me is the fact they've got nothing up front and we haven't had anything up front for two seasons now. So if you go back to seasons when we finished seventh, the first two seasons of the Premier League, you obviously had Raul, who was at his absolute best. You had Jota, you had Doherty, who scored a few goals. You had the forward line. Whereas we haven't had that. So no one spoke about the, the midfield hasn't changed with Neves Matino since then, but the front has. So you the problem is the fact that there's nothing for the there's no service beyond the midfield. So I don't think we can sit here and say the midfield's rubbish because it's not like if you put Neves into I don't know, Liverpool for example. He would get so many assists. He would probably get more goals than at Wolves because he'd have that frontline service. But he hasn't. This so I think you can't say that Neves is, you know, overrated or lord or something because he's just he's not. He's the best player that has ever played for Wolves. And I just I can't sit here and Rubbish. say anything else in my opinion. So and creates yeah. nothing, Amy. And creates no, nothing Amy. for him. He's not the greatest player. That's he ever creates played nothing. For well, I, I personally think he is. No I way. I personally think it is. I think Dave probably agrees with me as well. So that's my. I mean, opinion. yeah. I mean, I, I'm a but massive I fan he... of this. I think we've got six years. He's an absolutely brilliant player, person, captain. I think he's playing in a in a team that's not functioning off. You know, he deserves to be playing at a higher level. Um, I mean, Matinho is another one. Yeah. You know that we have. We've he, okay. He's passed his sell by date. Is a bit. He's yeah. I think that's he's obviously like Lopetegui. What he kind of his ideas. Um, Lamina, Lamina. Since he's come in, I think it's been fantastic. Um, I think he's really helped us um, get into the position where we are. I think Raul, I felt very sorry for... I was a bit annoyed at Lottegi in the Everton game that he didn't bring Raul on. Um, I thought it, that was quite disrespectful to come on and have the applause of the Molyneux crowd before he went and... No one made an impact yesterday. It was they were on the beach, so to speak. And I think it must have been quite triggering for Raul to play his last game 
at the stadium where effectively his career ended. So the fact that he played the full 90 minutes, I thought, you know, that's good for him mentally to have been able to do that before he leaves probably the Premier League. So, you know, you can't, you can't dispute Raul's commitment or anything to the club. He's just not been the same player since the injury, which is a shame for us all and particularly him. Um, but I think overall, they just they do a good clear out um, and hopefully they'll be able to get the funds to in to support what Lopetegui wants to do and maybe find some money from elsewhere as well. So we'll see. It's going to be an interesting summer for sure. Absolutely. Dave, I mean, yeah. Dave, when was the last time you saw uh, Ruben box again? Is it is it is it is a defensive midfield player? When when was the last time you saw Nevers boss again? Well, I don't think we've really seen Neves boss again uh, this season because the, the way that it's been that Lopetegui's been playing him since he's come in is in a more defensive role, and that's worked at home. Big Tom, and obviously I agree with what you said. The two games that he was suspended, they played really well. We saw. I'm not sure whether Neves and Nunes can play in the same team. Although Nunes was substituted at half time at the weekend, and Lopetegui's also come out and said we'll see the best of Nunes. I don't think Wolves will sell Nunes um, because they've, he's got four years left on his contract. Um, they're paid 45 million, and it'd take someone to come in with about 60, 65 million for him to sell him. Um, so I think he'll be here for next year. I think Lamina's uh, good. I think Joe Gomez. I think Bubakar Traorik and Joe. We've got the basis of a decent midfield, I think. Where what what Lopetegui's jobs is obviously, and Nevers will probably go. He's got to find a way and of us playing football, attractive attacking football, so that we're getting players into the box and we're scoring goals. Now, Sutty, do you think? With the basis of the midfield that we've got, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously, I don't think we've seen Nevers being anywhere near as effective as we saw under Nuno, and and you know, and I, I think if you put him into another team with a little bit more around him, you, and he's got the space to ping the balls, you, you, I think he will get more goals and assists personally. But like Nevers without the equation, Gomez, Lamina, Bubakar, Nunes, Joe Hodge. Is that midfield good enough next year to, to, to for us to finish higher? And how do you get the best out of that midfield? What needs to happen with the forward line? Because I think the defensive uh, wing-back area, full-back area, especially on the right side, needs to be improved as well. It, you, you might disagree with me here, Dave. And I was a big advocate for, for changing the style of play because we weren't... Um, we He's going to say that three, aren't you? And, but when we were at our most effective, we had two wing-backs, didn't we? Yeah. We had, obviously, Doherty on the one side, Johnny on the other. They'd bomb forward. We had a back three. Now, I might get pouters. We've never, ever really taken to this back four. It's just not worked. Now, he, this bloke isn't going to change it now. This is what he likes to play. But it's the same old thing, Dave. He's got to have the tools that he wants, not what Fosun want. You, it's like I, I'm a carpenter and joiner, Dave. 
it's like you giving me a bricklayer's trowel when I've asked you to go and get me a 22 ounce hammer. I'm going to throw it back at you and go, well, how many nails? I'm going to knock in with that. Well, you're not, are you? And well, I not. think this comes, this comes back to having a cohesive strategy. And I, I do think this comes back to, which is why Wolves fans were all now like, I'm not panicking. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I've not gone from concerned to worried or to panic yet. I think some people are already at panic mode. I am concerned that if we, do have, we don't have our proverbial ducks all lined up in a row... And we're and you've not got the chairman, the head of recruitment, and Lopetegui all singing off the same hymn street, going for the for the and getting the players that we want, then we end up back in a situation where we were when Nuno was speaking to Jeff Shee, saying we need to invest, I need to kick this team on. Had we have invested then, God where would we be now? Yeah, but my, they didn't. My... My big concern with this, Dave, is this is this is happening a lot, this is, because Nuno obviously wasn't backed towards the end of his tenure, right? Now, and he that, bought, that, they were letting go because they were yeah, bumping heads now, a lot. Now, don't, don't forget, Dave, we were also, when Bruno Large come in, Christmas time, we were challenging for Champions League football. We were. And into, and into January, and if you remember, January the 1st come. And he said, Bruno Large, I'm no Bruno Large fan, by the way, but no one was moaning at this point, Dave. He said, I need centre forwards. He said this for a week, Dave. And then all of a sudden, he backtracked. And he'd been obviously pulled and said, shut up. You cannot go public saying things like this. Shut up. It all went tits up, Dave. All of it. Now, some of it was down to him. Quite rightly, it was down to him. He upset players. He upset squad. In, in February, I've said this time and time again to you. He pulled out Kian over and it all went to pot. Lost the that's dressing fact. room. That's fact. Lost the dressing room, went to pot, right? So he's as much to blame. But they didn't give him any tools whatsoever first year, Dave. Now, I'm not buying into that they've gone in the summer and bought Nunes, Kalaidic, um, all these players, Gedesh. I'm not having it that hit those were the players that he wanted. I do not believe it. That's Scott Sellers and Jeff Shee signing. Well, I'm just, all over something, I'm just on that, just an interesting thing, because I went to the uh, the INS thing on um, Monday, and I've, there was an interesting thing that came out of that, which Liam King um, said. Morgan Gibbs White, obviously, we sold. To Forest, been their player of the season. Bruno Large wanted to keep Morgan Gibbs White. He was yeah. adamant he was keeping him. And then Mendes, apparently from what's been said, came in and said, Geddes, he's going to be your man. He's got this, that, and the other. And then Bruno Large looked at him and then says, Yeah, we'll bring Geddes in for 27 million. And then they let Morgan go. Up until that point, he was not going anywhere. They were not letting him go. But Bruno Lodge changed his mind and went, we get us. What a flipping disaster that's been. You know, Dave, he's just that, 27 million wasted. Dave, as a person, I despise that young lad with a passion. I cannot even look at the TV when he's on it. But it pains me to say, Dave, that he's exactly 
the kind of player, I'm not saying he is the player, he is exactly the kind of player that we're missing. So was, I'll ask you this question, was Bruno Large so stupid? I don't think he was, well, Dave. Yeah. I don't think he was. Because you saw him in pre-season with Morgan with his arm around him and all this, yeah. and he looked, and then they let, and then all of a sudden he, he went. And that was because of Geddes coming in. They wasted £27 million on Geddes and then loaned him out in January. I mean, honestly, that's just it, terrible. But you spend... can understand why Scott Sellers and, and the, the changes were made at that point. Hot, you know, they've got the new guy and things have been a bit more cohesive since. But Think about it as well, Dave. When they spend money through Mendes, obviously, Fosun Group, own half of Gestaffi agency, 50% oh, of it. So I, I think they own 15%. Is it fit? Well, no matter what percent they own, Dave, they own 8%. They're getting some, they're getting some money back. Yeah. It's all money going round in circles, Dave. So when they go away from that and they have to pay proper money, they don't like that, Dave. They don't like it. Hence why. We very rarely go, you know, when, when we apparently when we signed Gomez from Brazil, Uncle George tried to scupper that deal and tried to get him to sign for Leon. Yeah, I know. And well, and they have pulled a little bit, but I mean, we have got to, we have got to say, um, we have had some, you know, favours from Uncle George, Neves, Matinho, yeah. all these sort of it's things. Not all been bad, but. I think they have started to move a little bit more away from putting all their eggs in one basket as what you've seen. I think they have started to do that. You know, he can still pull a rabbit out of the hat for us, but then it's a very go round in it. It's like you kind yeah. of like, I'll do one for here for you now, but you owe me down the line. It's like, um, you know what I mean? I'll call him Matt Favour at some point type of thing. That seems how it seems to be. Craig, your thoughts on all of that? Well, I uh, said about four uh, weeks uh, back, Dave, that uh, M Morgan Gibson White looked looked absolutely brilliant, box to box. Uh, I've seen Ruben do that do that once. Uh, Amy Amy was absolutely right, by the way. When uh, Ruben goes to a, a a sort of top four side or or or, or a top side, he's going to look absolutely world class. But he's just not doing it for us. Uh, he's he's defensive. He's, he's too careful. Um, we haven't got a um, a creative player. Amy's. I can understand what what, what Amy's saying about a striker. That is not yeah. our problem. That is that is not our problem. We just do not create chances. That's the problem. Um, and and so uh, having having the absolute best striker in the world will not make that much difference to Wolves. We've, we, we, the, the whole of the team just look scared to make uh, any errors. They look scared to, to, um, to play a ball that, that might not work, work, work out. When, when we went to, um, up to Manu, Dave, the number of chances we had to cross the ball into the box and we passed it back. And we lost it. Uh, we could have got 15 uh, balls into that box that could have been uh, deflected as own goals or whatever. But we just passed it back. 
and we seem to have that mentality with this current squad that they are they are frightened to death to make any any sort of errors. There's no there's nothing creative at all in them. Um, Pedence is probably the only player that tries some something new, but it's ridiculous when he tries all his flicks and his tricks and his or magician hat rabbit stuff. And it's annoying when you when you see him he's under the hammer and you, you're only getting thirty percent of the ball. You can't give the ball away that cheaply. Um, we've got to get some bread and butter players in our squad, Dave. If you want me to be honest, people that are that uh, when when the opposition players, they know that they're going to walk off off the pitch with a few bruises, knowing that 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 uh, they've got him. Your, your sound's just gone, Craig. Craig, your sound's gone. Can anyone hear Craig? No. Craig, your sound's your sound's gone, Craig. They're not even up to break sweat. They're not up to break sweat. Craig, that was really great, but we didn't hear a word of it because your sound went. It was a bit like oh, the bit joking. in Forrest Gump. Everyone, everyone had seen the film Forrest Gump when he, he's like, he, he goes up, he says, you were a, 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 a war veteran. And he goes up onto the stage and then the, he goes to his mic and he starts <laughs> talking and so he pulls the mic. And at the end he goes, and that's all I have to say about that. And they go, yeah. <laughs> it was exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> Where did I get to? <laughs> I don't know, but you were literally animated. And oh, yeah, right. I, I was saying, uh, yeah, oh, gosh. My phone's just just, just absolutely doing well. That'll be Bruno, uh, that, that'll be Bruno Lodge thanking you for... Uh, no, no, it, 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 it's... Um, is it's, it Julian? Oh, yeah, it, it, it is saying, shut up, uh, you big mouth kids, uh, in, in Spanish. Um, no, no, you know... The, we don't, we don't get a ball in the box. We won't take chances. And we just look benign. And I can't understand why. It's not my black country team. Black country folk go for it. You know, um, and they take whether they're going to get a beat in or not. They'll stand there and they'll take some. Am I right, Sutty? You think, I'm going to get a beat in here. Like boy, so. I'm going to give you some at back. There's just none of that, and we need some. We need some grafters in our side. We've got too many, too many fancy than um, dare I say you're not allowed to say it nowadays. Um, foreign good time Charlie Sunshine Day players. We need some players that can really dig in there and 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 cause the opposition a bit of pain. Um, well, guys, I mean, obviously, it, real interesting points there. But to, personally, you know, I don't mind where where they come from or whatever, as long as they play for the shirts and stuff like that, and you know, the badge and stuff like that. You know, and I've seen a, you know, a lot of lot of the Portuguese lot that have got stuck in and done something. And, you know, it it doesn't really matter. What we we need, what you need is character. You need people Absolutely. that are going to play for the badge uh, on the front, not just the name on the back. As they say, yeah. as it, you know, and all of that. Now we're going to. Um, I'm going to conclude. Dave, Go on. Dave, can I ask you one, uh, one question? And, and you, Sutton. What does J-Lo see in our right back, Tomato? Now, 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 I'm talking pure football terms here. 
he's, 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 he's a right back, so his first job is to defend, right? What does he see in him? Because all I've seen this season is teams target our right side. Well, Arsenal yesterday, they took it, it nothing came down the right side, it was all down the other side. And there was no goal yesterday that came down tomato. to the Yeah, was not, was not tomato at fault. Uh, from the first goal, was he? What did he? Shouldn't he have covered? I agree. I agree. Should he didn't track his man, but the the the, goal, the the cross came in from the other side. I mean, he does. I mean, you're right. He does tend to switch off sometimes and lose his man when the ball's coming into the box from the opposite side. I've seen that happen a couple of times. I mean, I like Samedo personally. I think he's a. I think he's he's improved a lot. I think his defensive work's improved a lot. What we haven't seen enough of is in going forward, but then we're playing in the back four, like what Sutty referred to before, when we were playing the back three, you had the freedom of the one would go, the other one would drop in, and then vice versa, they could go and we haven't seen that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised but to see Amy back, by the way. She's back out the car. She's <laughs> at home. Yeah, I'm back home now. The uh, I was going round like the country lane, so the signal went. So. Amy, Craig's got a question for you. Um, I've given mm-hmm. my thoughts. I'm going to hear Sutty's yeah. thoughts in a minute, and then we're going to think it. Do you, Amy, you, just, you like Samedo? Do you think he's a weak link or not? I think he's improved a lot this year. I think he's a different player under Lopetegui than he was previously. I think he's still a bit inconsistent, but I think in terms of his manoeuvres, and I think he just he just seems to work the field a bit better than he did in previous seasons. Good point. Absolutely. Sutty, your thoughts? Wouldn't surprise me if now they've got him on a two-year contract and they sold him down. Well, they have extended his contract because otherwise he would have gone for free, like what you say. It, but like me, they did with a phobie. When they signed a phobie, they sold him weeks, two weeks later. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, but on that point, on that point, on the left-hand side, Amy, Craig, Sutty, we've got Hugo Bueno, who's had a breakthrough season. Yeah, he got tore apart uh, yesterday, but he's got a lot of promise. We've got Ait Norrie. We've got Totti Gomez. And we've got Ryan Giles. <laughs> so we've got four on that one side. So I think... I think Nori could definitely go. I don't think Bueno will go. I don't think Totti Gomez will go because I think he's just, uh, he, to me, he's been one of the players, one of the best four this season. I'd put Dawson, Lamina, Neves and Totti Gomez would be my four best players this season. But on the other side, we've only we've got Johnny Otto and Semedo. Johnny Otto's, I think, done. So mm-hmm. if we, I, I can't see him selling Semedo. Um, in this window, because that would mean we'd have to get another, we'd have to get two on the right hand side, whereas they've only got to get one. And they've already, so I think one of the one of the things I'll be looking at is having a, someone else that's going to come in and be competition for Samado on that one side, and then obviously they're going to be looking at the forward areas. I mean, would would Stutty, Craig, Amy, would you like to see Fabio, Ryan Giles, and Chiquino? Um, which one of them three, any of them three, all three, two of the three, which one's Craig? Ryan Giles, um, Silver, Chiquino is coming back from 
injury. He looked great, mind I might have before his injury. Get he was crossing the ball. Yeah, he's a he's a, a a young young kid, but his movement's amazing for for uh, a kid so young. And we've missed that this year. We've we've, we've had no one that, that um finds that uh, yard of yard of, of space. Um the trouble is again, you go back to and we've got the midfield capable of finding somebody in that space, so that it's so I'd, I'd, I'd have him uh, back in a in a heartbeat. And Amy, I agree with you. If Ruben goes to a top four side, he will look absolutely class. I'm talking about the job that he does for us, which is uh, which is nothing going forward. So yeah, so you're right. He's a class player, but he's just not doing it for us. I just thought I'd sort of stick uh, that in though because. I've got the daggers in from uh, Amy. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Amy, same question to you. And then we'll go to Sutti. Fabio Silva, Ryan Giles, Chiquino. Would it's got to be... I mean, I was, I was always quite interested to see what Fabio could do at Wolves. Um, and there was a lot of people that were on his back. Um, with the price tag, etc. But I was like, well, he didn't set the price tag, so you can't be too hard on the kid. Um, so now he's had a season away. I'm, I really hope he comes back. I don't think we can put all our eggs in the basket with Fabio, but I am excited to see how he's developed and what he could bring to the team. So I do hope he comes back. Um, I think he's meant to be coming back. Yeah, I think. yeah. He'll be back for pre-season, so, and then it's up to what Lopetegui decides. Yeah, yeah, but he's obviously he was a it was Nuno, it was Nuno, wasn't it? Or you know whatever agreement it was with what's his face? Who's the agent? I've lost my head. Can't who's Mendes. the agent? Mendes. Mendes. That's, Mendes. I don't know. I forgot that for a second. But um, yeah, so I'd be quite intrigued to see um, what he looks like now. Well, no, you know what I mean in terms of playing. Whether he's bulked up because he's quite scrawny. What about Ryan Giles? Yeah, again, it's, I, I can't. I can't remember seeing him. Did we see him much? I've forgotten. I'm a brain. He's, been, he's, 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 he's got the most assists for the second year running in the championship. Uh, Swansea yes. and now Middlesbrough. I think he was. I don't know whether he's their player of the season as well. Middlesbrough, I think. But his his, yeah. uh, his his output for Swansea and then Middlesbrough just missed out, obviously on promotion. A bit like mm-hmm. um, Morgan Gibbs White last year with uh, Sheffield United, their player of the season, and then obviously again a young player. Are we going to miss out on giving a young chap a chance um, who's obviously got a talent? Um, well, let's just hope his attitude is a bit better than Morgan Gibbs White because we don't want to talk about uh, that. That man on the here, do we? <laughs> we have covered him off a little bit whilst you're away. Sutty, um, Chiquino, Fabio, um, Ryan Giles, what's your take? Well, quickly, Dave, the last great centre forward we had is Raul Limenez. And pre injury, Raul Limenez thrived on balls into a box. He was yeah. ruthless in the air. Anything in that box in the air. He was a complete centre-forward. He could finish. He could oh, run with the ball. Dave. He could bring other players in, hold the ball up, head it away. He was fabulous, Dave. And we had 
players that used to pump balls into boxes. He'd get on the end of them, chest them down, he'd head them, everything. Now, I don't know what this Kalidic is like. He's got a horrific uh, injury record. But he did no do a lap of honour for his 30 minutes. On yeah. the... no, no, <laughs> that really Dave. made that made me laugh, that dude. No yeah, one's going to buy him, Dave. No one's going to buy him, right? No, so of course not. If he's, if he's fit and firing on all cylinders after his year off, and he's six foot seven, and you've got somebody like Fabio playing off him, Absolutely. nodding balls down, stuff like that, because Fabio's movement is excellent. Oh, he's he's right. instinctive. He's a natural striker. So if you yeah. get Chiquino, it's in a byline, which he does, and crosses a ball. We don't get anybody doing that, Dave, like an out-and-out. Out you know what? Here. The way Chiquino crosses a ball, he's, he's, he's got like a Beckham-esque cross. Yeah, well, what we've got, Dave, we've got these ridiculous, bloody inverted wingers that I absolutely hate who think they're all Maradona on a ball and can take on everybody in a team to then come back and pass it back, back to the full-back. Drives me nuts. Hit the byline, cross the ball. You will feed any centre forward. Now we've got. We'll have Cunha, Kalidic, Silver. We might get another in. I don't know. Depends what the pennies are like. Dave. Depends what they can they can find. But if that's our front three, we've got to work with it. And the only way you'll work with that, Dave, is to put balls in a penalty area. So it's all about style of play as well. But I'll bring Ryan Giles back because you ain't a bad player if you've got the most assists two seasons. Seasons on the trot in the championship, and if he wasn't our player already, we'd be looking at him. Hundred percent. So you've got to bring him back and give him a chance. Play him in pre-season. If he's not his cup of tea, then you sell him on, don't you? Sell him. You'll get fifteen yeah. million for him at the moment because his stock's high. So you, you get rid of him because I tell you now, Burnley or Sheffield United would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Right. Just to finish off on. Um, I'm going to bring Chris and Jack back on to, on for this segment. Um, I'm just going to put a nice little backdrop there. Hold on. Um, let me find a backdrop. I need to find a backdrop. There you go. There's a nice backdrop. So we're all going to be. There we go. Hi, Chris. Jack, how are you doing? We've got six. Hi, guys. Hello, Craig. <clears throat> so, last week. Jack? Hey, mate. Hello. Last bit. Before we get on to um, Jack and Chris, Sutty, um, we're going to talk about the game yesterday, just for a second. Very punchy. Performance rating, man of the match, moment of the day. Performance rating, nil. Zero. Okay. Man of the match, young Joe Hodge. Uh, my, um, why, why Joe Hodge? He's hungry, Dave. Tried. Yeah. Put a shift in. I'm over five minutes or 25 minutes or 55 minutes. Get stuck in. He's a little okay. shit house, Dave. That's what you need. You need somebody who's going to put bruises on people. When you're in the heat of battle, it's no good fannying around. You've got to get stuck in, mate. This is what Craig well, was five, referring to earlier. If you're 5 nil down, Dave, if you're 5 nil down, I still want to see you crunching into people. Absolutely. Quite simple. I don't want everybody giving up. I want to see a bit of bruising and that going on. Um, so I'll give it him. Uh, and, and then the highlight of my day, Dave, um, 
because I never went. I'm glad I never went. Um, I was at the top of Marco Pierre White's restaurant in Birmingham, sat on a nice sunny balcony, drinking bottles of wine. Happy days. Yeah, I like it up there. I've not been for a while, uh, Sutty, so let me know when you go next. Have yeah, a nice we'll day. That'll be good, that will. We should do that in the summer. Uh, Craig, same to you. It's a note uh, um, from me, Dave. It's a note from uh, Craig. North, yeah. Uh, Adama, I think he's tried his guts there, as, as he always does, in my opinion. But, um, and the highlights of the day was uh, when the wreck blew, uh, blew the final whistle and we could put this season to bed because it's been a nightmare from start to finish. Absolutely. And don't forget, if you want to join in the uh, if you want to join in the chat, all you have to do is make sure you subscribe and you can join in the uh, join in the conversation. Amy, um, obviously you were there yesterday. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but... <laughs> Performance rating, man of the match, and your moment of the day. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be. It could be like uh, you had a bag of chips after the game or something like that. You know? uh, I'm going to give it a two. They turned up, so they get two for that. Um, and my man of the match. Again, we always do man of the match at the end of the game. So I gave it to Raul just because it was his last game and he was back where... Everything happened, so that's why I gave it to him. And then my moment of the day was actually when we're going into the ground. Well, they didn't check the tickets because everyone had this farce of everyone's handwritten name they on the, the tickets, tickets and they didn't they didn't check the tickets. And then there was the sniffer dogs, as there always is in a Wayans now. And there was a chap who was probably in his sixties. He wasn't my dad, but he's probably about my dad's age. And this sniffer dog went for him. And he pulled out a sandwich and the sniff that he'd forgotten was in his pocket. So it was quite funny because they were going after this old bloke that definitely didn't have any drugs on him. And he had a sandwich in his pocket that he'd forgotten about. So that that's was quite brilliant. Funny. That's absolutely, yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So it was nice. I had a lovely day out. I had a lovely day out. It was just really I mean, that's the part. I mean, there is the bit in the middle where we actually played the game. But aside from that... The, the rest of it was uh, was was good. I mean, the Wolves fans did give a bit of uh, a, a little bit of gallows humour. Is like you were uh, eight points up and you yeah, uh, it was, it was quite funny. Up. It was all quite funny. And there was uh, at one point there was, there the was a blow up. There was a there blow was a up cup. Premier League bouncing around. Uh, blow up Premier League cup uh, that was bouncing around the uh, the stand as well, and it kind of quietened down when we went three 0 down. But there you go. Right. Uh, last extra time of the season. We will be doing uh, other live shows throughout uh, the summer. Uh, so we'll be inviting all people on to talk about issues surrounding the summer and stuff like that. So we will be doing more. So although extra time might be finished for the games, there's still going to be stuff that's going to be going on. So uh, make sure that you, you've got your bell notifications on. So to finish up on, I want you to give the season... A rating out of 10. Okay. Um, a rating out of 10. I want you to give your personal player of the season. And I want you to give the, the light and the dark. Because out of darkness does comes like your highlight or moment of the year of the season. 
and the worst moment of the season to finish off. I just want to remind everyone that Wolves have been in the Premier League now for six years. And even though this year has been, you know, not great, to put it mildly, the lowest we've still ever finished is 13th. And we've had a crap season, we've finished 13th. Just imagine what we could do if they get their act together. Um, 13th, amazing. An extra £2 million, pounds, that, what, that's per place as well. So that's, we've got to factor that in. Right, who wants to go first? On that one, I think it should be Jack or Chris, the bus driver. Go on then, Chris. Uh, okay. So, um, your, your season performance rating, first of all. Two. I, you're going to give it a two? Yeah, because it's been crap. The whole season. For the whole season, because they just underachieved massively. Massively, massively underachieved, uh, and and I know I know we've got 13th, and it's very good, and Lopetegui's come and saved us, lived to find another day, but it's been the I think it's been one of the worst seasons I've ever had following Wolves. I've had better relegation seasons because I've seen the team that will go and fight and try and stay up. Well, we did. Yeah, but, uh, come on, Chris. We did fight and try and stay up because we did stay up. Yeah, but even the likes, you know, when we went down with Dave Jones, when we we bought Omri Kamara and he was rubbish for half a season, then he was brilliant, and we were all behind him, and the Senegal flags were everywhere, and the atmosphere was so much better than it's been. It, it's it's been. I, I used the word before, turgid. So I, I I'm not. I'm giving it to. I'm giving it to. Absolutely. They've got to do much better. That's the two. We'll do the performance rating first with everyone. So we'll go to Jack and then we'll go around all the other things. So, uh, Jack, <clears throat> your performance rating for the whole season and why? And, uh, let's have a look. Three and a half. I think you probably give us a, a seven at home and a one away. So, what's that? Three and a half, four maybe, something like that. So, a four. yeah, That's I can't give you much more than that, yeah. Yeah, three or four. Not been good. Have four. Sutty, performance rating for the season and why? Well, 10 out of 10, you will lead, don't you? 10 out of 10, uh, what? Four for me, Dave. A f if it's, it's a 10 four out of 10, as well. You've won the league. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a four. A four. Okay, Amy? I'm going to go five. I think there has been, especially the home performance the last half of the season has been very, very good in general. Um, but they're just the start was just it was just a shambles before the World Cup, so that was just horrific. But I think since Christmas, it's not it's not been great, but it's not been awful. So I'll give it a five. A five, Craig. Four. A four. four. It's a yeah. four. I'm gonna go with a five as well. Um, based on the second half of the season, um, although it wasn't great, we've had something. We still finished thirteenth. That you know, the home form was good, the away form was not so good. Um, so I'm probably going to go with a with a five. I think it was bad, but I don't think it was. You know, if it was really bad, I mean, like we'd be like, you know, if it wasn't far off a four or a four and a half. But in the end, I'm going to go with a with a five as well. I think. For myself. Right. 
Uh, Chris, the bus driver, uh, as he is tonight, your your personal player of the season and why? I think because of the effect that he's had on our team as a unit and been at the forefront of us turning around the way that we've been playing and because of the confidence he's given some of these other underperforming players, I think he's got to go to Craig Dawson. Craig Dawson. Okay, good shout. Good shout. Uh, Jack? Uh, yeah, I mean, when when they did the actual Player of the Year thing on online, I voted for Neves. I mean, I get I get Dawson, but he needed half a season, didn't he? Same as Lamina, even though they've had a, a yeah, big but everybody impact, else so. did Jack half the money paid half a season. Yeah, I'll go with Neves. Ruben Neves, okay, great. Um, Sutty Dawson for the same sort of reasons Dawson. as Chris. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Amy? The same, because if we hadn't have had Dawson come in, we would have been relegated because we saw what happened at the back yesterday. So, I don't yeah. think... Well, if Craig Dawson hadn't come in, Wolves would have been relegated, 100%. Okay, great. Shout at Craig. Yeah, it's same. Huge. He's it, it, been absolutely huge for us today. And he's made an impact. Which is what the my, my point about other players that are lording higher. Dawson, you can see, made a, 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 a huge difference to Wolves. Huge difference. Okay, I'm going to go with Neves, um, with Jack. Uh, Dawson, a very close second. And I say a special shout out to Lamina and uh, Totti Gomez, who I think, you know, both show character and thing. But Going with Nevis the whole season, um, he's had the captaincy thrust on him. He's never shirked um, anything. He's always given 150%. He's never given up. Uh, he's held the dressing room together at times when things were really, really bad. Um, yeah, his output hasn't been there, but like I just think um, over the course of the season, you know, he's he's, he's been a great captain. Probably not as vocal mm -hmm. as a Connor Cody or anything like that, but he's had a lot to carry on his shoulders, and he's held. He's always, he's always had humility, um, and he's always played for the bloody. Been badge. a credit to and the he, club, Dave. Pardon? It's been a credit. Been a credit to the club. You can't. You he can't has. stop him going. He's been an absolute credit. No, and, and all of us, we thought he was gone last year. You know. And you, you can, you actually, there are some players in this team that you could probably turn around and go, they don't, do they care? Geddes, people like that, Pedence, you know. I mean, my dad loves Pedence and he's always, you know, he's feisty like what you said. Does he care? I don't know. Is he just the different characters? But Neves genuinely, genuinely loves this city, our city. And he genuinely loves the club and his family's grown up here and it will always be like as he said, if he does he's been honest enough to say he wants to play Champions League football, but he will always be like in his world that the number one fan of Wolverhampton Wanderers. He he loves the club. The same as he loves Porto, I think, where he was you know, he's from. He's got that attachment and um 
we thank him, all of us, for, for six amazing years. And you never say never with Neves. It's, it's, I'll say farewell because we thought last year, but it looks this year as if he will go. And he has actually said that if he doesn't go, um, and it was talked about again on Monday, um, he will sign a new contract because he does not want Wolves to lose any value from him running down his contract and losing him for nothing. So if he doesn't get the move to Barcelona or someone else doesn't come in and pay the money, he will sign a new contract. There'll probably be a buyout clause put in it and stuff like that, but he'll sign the he'll sign a new contract. So you can never say never with Neves. And I can I, and I still think Triori might sign a new deal yet, but we'll see. Right. Um going on to the last bit of the show now to finish off. We're coming up to the two hour mark, so it's an epic one. So this is your darkest moment, worst moment of the season, and your moment or of the season. Um, and Chris, you're first up. Mm. It's been a very dark season. The joy and the pain, mate. So I have to say, I'm going to have to deal with the lightest part of the season first because that's easy yeah. to identify in so much dark. Um, probably the three no, the three goals in the first half we scored against Liverpool. I, I didn't know what was going on that day, but it was fantastic. Um, and it, those nights were that, those nights. Intensity, days, attacking intensity. Yeah, just nothing like we've done all season and nothing like we've done all season again. It was, um, know what the hell was going on, what, why it was happening now. Uh, I'm glad it did because uh, it was a good three points. It was a great performance against the club I despise. So that is the lightest um, part of my my season, I think. Darkest part, I think. I actually think it was yesterday. I yesterday. actually think that that performance. Was worse than bright. I think that I think that's probably the worst performance I've seen from Wolfside. For I don't think I've seen a worse performance from a Wolfside. I went to a Watford Cup match away and we got beat four 0 once, but that wasn't as bad as that. Um, Absolutely. I, I think I think that was the darkest. And the, the worrying thing around that for me was wasn't the first time that's happened this season. A couple of times we've been on the end of a bit of a thrashing. I don't remember a Wolfside ever losing by five goals to nil more than once a season. In fact, the last time I remember us losing a load of goals was Southampton at home. Everybody talked about that game. And then I'm struggling to think of another time before that. that that's how rare it is as a Wolves fan. And I didn't like it. So I'd say that was my darkest time yesterday. Absolutely. Hold on. Just a second. There you go. I'm happy now. Um, <laughs> I'll just put that on the thing. Eight points up and you messed it up. There you go, Arsenal. Thank you very much. Bye. Um, so, um, yeah, absolutely. Jack, the dark and the um, and the light. Um, <clears throat> darkest moment, I think, was being bottom for that World Cup break. That felt like a long six, seven weeks, didn't it? When every time we looked at that league table, we were rock bottom and we looked dead and buried, didn't we? We were in a really bad position. 
And so, therefore, the light moment has to be the appointment of Lopetegui, which is why I'm so frustrated with all this nonsense that's coming out now about he wants to do this and he's threatening to walk. Because I think he could be the best thing that happens to this club for a while if he's back, like Sutia and Craig have said. If he's backed, he will do great at this football club because he is a top manager. Absolutely. Um, over to you. We'll go with you, you Craig, next. Um, just before this season started, uh, we've got a manager that came in on the run of one win in 13. And everybody thought that we, we were going to go into this uh, this season and that and that would change. His, his track record is not good. So my darkest moment was not sacking large uh, in pre-season uh, pre so that we got a, what I call a proper manager status uh, through the season. Um, my lightest moment by far was beating a really good vile side, 1-0, um, and securing uh, a, you know, a, a, a season uh, in the Premier next year, um, having looked absolutely dead uh, in the water uh, prior to the, the World Cup. Right, we were we were down, absolutely down. So it was a magnificent fight back. Uh, great, great to beat our local rivals who were playing really well. So that was that was my bright bright spot of the season. Fantastic, Ames. Over to you. I think we'll go darkest first. I think Cody going, and then it all kind of falling to pieces at the start of the season because there was obviously stuff that happened in the background, but. The, you just thought when before they got Dawson in, who is going to hold, have the experience to hold it at the back when they're without his leadership and you're in a relegation battle, you need someone like Cody to be there. But obviously that's kind of, you know, they've got Dawson and he kind of came in in that role and he's a lot better footballer than Cody is. So, but that at the time felt like bad. And then the lighter moment for me was actually Everton away um after the break because it just showed I think the fight and the difference that Lopetegui brought I know it was very early on it was first was it the first game second game I can't remember first game. um it was the first game but they were one nil down they hadn't come they hadn't won a game that they'd fallen behind from since Villa which was like 15 months ago so, and they just seemed like a different team instantly. And I kind of thought then, I didn't want to be too cocky because it was, you know, early days, but I thought, I think we're going to be okay um, at that time. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Good good ones, that. Sutty? My highs and lows all came on the same, Dave. And the low point was a 4-0 defeat at home to Leicester. And the high point was in the same day when Molyneux turned and let Jeff Sheen knowing that Scott Sellers had to go. And that was the changing point to our season. Because if that man had remained in, ch in charge, we would be a championship side now, Dave. Without I love it, mate. Absolutely love it. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, for me, the darkest, the darkest point. They often say it's darkest just before the dawn, don't they? 
the sack large and then we went into this which is kind of a bit where we are at the moment this uncertain period of like who's going to be managed the, the, the managerial chase we're bottom you know we're looking we're, we're trying to get the manager in um we nearly ended up with Ian Beale thank god otherwise we would have been at the end um and eventually we got Lopetegui, but that was the darkest moment because there was so much. We were bottom and we were just like rudderless, completely rudderless. And obviously Lopetegui's thing, the lightest moments. I like the bit what Amy said about the Everton. There hasn't been a lot of joy limbs, as I would say, but the limbs that day were incredible. I was stood on a, on a chair at Everton, 10 minutes after the final whistle with my scarf going round like this. Oh, that's why you do it for last-minute goals and, you know, fantastic. Um, also, the Southampton game, that game, I don't think you can put put a, 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 put any money on a how, how that turned our season, that game, that day. Yeah. Lamina getting sent off for being the third person to walk up to the ref, which is a brand new rule just brought in to punish Wolves. We've had five sendings off this year as well. <laughs> I know. And, um, and then coming back, having the character with 10 men to come back and win that game was incredible. That was that was, that showed to me it was a team that was up for the fight. Um, yeah. We did it. And then... I'd, 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 and the, another bit, I, the, the Liverpool game, obviously, but also I love the uh, the Nunes goal, that one goal, that moment for him. Chelsea. Yeah, what a goal. Uh, fantastic. So there hasn't been a lot of joy, but there has been some. Um, but we've ended up being safe. Um, and now the dawn has, you know, we've broken into the dawn of this new era to put a metaphor. The sun has come out but there's been clouds floating around and blocking the thing and now we've got this sort of fog we've got the fog that's descended on this uh, at midday um looking forward to the next day and this fog needs to clear and we need to see the path that we're going and everyone needs to be on it and that's my hope for the next two weeks that they all get on this path whether it's the yellow big road and they're you know they're going down to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, they need to be on the path, and we all need to get on. When they've got that path, we all need to get on it, and let's hope that they don't end up with a load of potholes in that road. And um, that's my Dave, wish and my hope. What's, Dave, what's your hope? Just, yeah, just quickly, Dave. I can say it all the time to you: never forget, Dave that we are the constants in this club. 100%. We'll be here while everybody else goes. And we proved our worth, Dave, after that yesterday. People that we needed to get out of this club. It was toxic. And we changed that, Dave. And if we all stick together, we'll rise again, Dave. Absolutely. And, you know, let's keep, the, as we say, we keep the faith. There is a lot of uncertainty at the moment, you know, and that's the, the that's the concern. It's like we don't want to turn into this rudderless ship and go off the rails again when we've just got ourselves back on the rails. We need to be powering forward and let's hope they sort it out. 
And I'm told that, you know, that sometimes people watch, pod, listen to podcasts and watch shows and stuff like that to get in touch of the mood and stuff. I can tell you for a full fact now that if they proverbially, I'm not going to swear, mess this up, the backlash of the Wolves fans will be on an unprecedented scale because we will not accept it again. The fans, you can just feel the fans at the moment. They're just like, okay, let's keep calm. It's, you know, and they must know that if they mess this, the fans are going to go, are going to turn in a big, big way. And we don't want that. We don't want that. Well done, Jeff, Hobbs, Julian, for getting us out the hole. We, we applaud you for that. Well done. You made the decisions. You made, you got together and we applaud it. Make the right decisions for this club now over the next couple of weeks and let's get this club back into the top half and having a great season and scoring playing some entertaining football and scoring some goals and let's go for a cup as well let's not give, surrender those like we do anyway final thoughts well uh, final words from sooty just just one liner sooty out of darkness cometh light dave craig Newcastle and Aston Villa were almost relegated last season. And that uh, one in Champions League football and the other ones in the Europa League. That'll be for me next year. Fantastic. Ames? See you next year more. <laughs> Hopefully we will see you more <laughs> next year. Chris? Yeah, big, big summer. It's, it's the best uh, performing wall side I've had in my supporting life. I mean, had this many consecutive seasons in the Premier League. Big, big summer. They need to maintain it. Big, big task on the board and, and the manager. And finally, the voice of reason. Jack, And you've got a role to play now, mate, my, my son, uh, on that shadow board. Your final thoughts to leave us with tonight? The strength of the wolf is in the pack. Stick together. Stay strong. We'll be fine. Absolutely. Guys, thank you ever so much. It's been an epic show tonight. I knew what it would be. Thank you to all of our guests and pundits and fans that have come on. Thanks. If you've enjoyed um, in the channel, please smash a like on the video. If you're brand new, subscribe. Thanks for all your support for the season. Please stay tuned because we will be covering everything. All the breaking news, everything. We'll be getting it out to you. We'll be doing some live shows and stuff as well. So make sure you got the bell on. Uh, and from all of us to your family, uh, friends, wherever you support Wolves in the world, it doesn't matter. You're all part, as what Jack says, one pack. We're all part of the pack. Uh, love to you and your families. And from all of us, always Wolves. Always Wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.